Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. Thank you guys for finding the video. Uh, so what happened was, I didn't realize that uh, Facebook takes down the uh, the scheduled post um, if you don't go live within the first 10 minutes. And we had some technical issue, issues, technical difficulties uh, that, that we were trying to solve real quick. And um, we took a little longer. They took down the video. So uh, if, if you guys want to help us out by sharing the stream... Uh, just so if if you have friends or, or the people that hit that get reminder button um, could see that we're still we're still around we're still doing this it's not it's not deleted it's just delayed um, thank you guys for tuning in Judy Joy Mike Ahmed Munir um, who else is here Wajiha what is up thank you guys so much um, let let us know uh, where you're tuning in from and uh, let us know if the sound and the video uh, are are good for you um, John Baker what is up so uh, if you guys are new here, uh, if you guys are tuning in for the first time, uh, my name is Adnan. And uh, on this show, we talk about inspiration, motivation, and all things creative with a bunch of interesting people from around the world. And that includes you guys. The reason we do this live is because you can contribute to the conversation. Any questions you have, anything you want to say to my guest or I, say, stick it in the comments and, and we get to every single one of those. As many as we can. I can't promise every single one, but as many as we can. Um, before before we jump into things, I want to shout out my patrons. These names up here are the guys that make this show possible, uh, are the guys that are helping not only keep this show alive, but also grow it. And um, if you guys are interested in supporting the show, there's a link in the description to our Patreon page. Uh, there's a bunch of different options there for you. And uh, if, if you're not willing or able, uh, if that's just not your thing, um, a like and a share go a fucking long way for an internet show so uh so hit hit that share button hit that like button do all the stuff the youtubers tell you because because uh, it makes a difference um if you're uh, if you're listening to this after the live stream uh, there's also uh, all the links within the uh you know the apple podcasts and the anchor.fm all that stuff uh, all, all, everything we'll talk about is still available for you guys as well but let me stop blabbing on um let's get to our guest uh, my guest today is Freak, the one and only. is a, a rapper, a, mu- a musical artist. He uh, he's been taking over the scene for the last couple of years, and he's uh, coming in hot. He doesn't he doesn't take he doesn't hold punches. And I'm really curious to talk to him about a bunch of shit. Um, he's he's also a filmmaker. We have that in common. Um, some might be surprised to find out that he has roots in metal, metal the music. Uh, so yeah. Wordle, uh, I'll stop talking. Let's uh, hit the intro and get my boy Freak in here. Freak, welcome to the show. Hello, hello. How you been, man? Crispy audio, I love it. <laughs> I was just trying to get on Facebook, man. I think I forgot my password. You know what I mean? <laughs> <So> crazy. <laughs> Uh, oh, uh, th- that's a good question. Because are people? Because I'm using a new browser. I never <laughs> used my browser for a decade, probably. You know? The the saved username and saved password thing has gotten me a bunch of times. Right? Yeah, <laughs> dude. How have you been, man? I've been good, man. I've been surviving. You know, it's um, it's a crazy time for everyone. But I'm trying to be productive and um, doing live shows and yeah man a lot of video gaming bro 
a lot of video gaming man. so but before before we get into that because i want to talk about the video game but before we get into it i usually start these things off by saying i kind of gave you a little intro before the intro but in your own words uh, can you introduce yourself to the to the tribe um i think i'm just i just uh, i'm an artist i hate this word i hate calling myself an artist you know yeah it's cool it's it's cool to a lot of people but um i think i do a lot of things at the same time so even if i tell you yeah i'm an artist yeah i do i'm a director i'm a producer um it's it's still kind of not really telling much you know but i think um, i just love this industry i'm i'm all over the industry i like to um, contribute in a lot of things i'm a fan of music and what comes with music so yeah what why is it that uh the word artist is like it always especially people that are considered artists by everyone else kind of don't want to call themselves artists there's always this weird like it's been tinted in in a in a negative tone for some reason over the years yeah 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 i know i know what you mean um i don't know man because people want to just be themselves you know and like because as soon as you tell them yeah you're you're a rapper you put them in a circle like that maybe i don't want to look that way you know um i want i want i want people to look at me as a as a figure that um uh, just trying to provide music and cool visuals you know but uh, i have a lot of people because if if i if if you ask me i'm an artist yeah but i'm not a painter you know but you can call a painter an artist too you know? i think that's what it is i think artist yeah. is the, the the broad stroke right it's that yeah, you yeah. just it, it's it's like saying content creator instead of uh instead of uh you know influencer or or photographer online or because you do a bunch of different things you can't yeah. just pigeonhole yourself into into one uh, one category yeah and and i think nowadays there's a lot of there's a new there's new names for everything now yeah yeah you know Oh, dude! Oh, say, I never, I never knew that something called social media manager. I never, <laughs> yeah. knew, I never knew existed, but obviously, uh, it's this guy that knows everything about social media. So you might as well call him. You know, there's a lot of new jobs for everyone. Like there's, there's new names for everything. So yeah, for yeah. me, like, there, there I'm a musician. Be... I like, I like this word, a musician. Musician. There we go. Yeah, that's the that's the title I went with uh, for for the promotion of the show. Just musician, because yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. I, I think that sums it up nicely. But even with that, uh, you, you do do uh, a bunch of do do. <laughs> you do do a bunch of different things. <laughs> um, I'm gonna jump into the comments real quick. Shout out the tribe. Uh, Wajiha says hi everyone. John Baker, loving the countdown. Thank you very much, bro. Hopefully, um, we will get some nicer visuals as uh, as the show progresses. But uh, I, I like that you uh, appreciated the new countdown. Um, Roxanne says uh, hello. What is up, everyone? Honor- and honorable tribe. What's up, Roxanne? Um, sound and video is great from Ahmed Munir uh, here, but I got company from Khaled Tamimi. That, hopefully, it's good company. Khaled Tamimi, what up? <laughs> it's Abu Dhabi, Abu Dhabi guy. Wujih uh, says, uh, "Yep, all good." Tuning in from Abu Dhabi as well. Uh, safe, can't wait. Uh, the sounds killer. I'm from Pluto. Yes, we are a planet. Uh, from Mike, <laughs> Chicago noontime. Sound and video is great from Judy. Has says, "Mashallah, looking forward to see Freak." Thanks so much, Has, for tuning in. Um, where John Baker? Everyone, 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 everyone. There's so many people here. Um, I thought I didn't know Freak, so I checked out some songs before the show, and I see I've already liked Aslan Adi on YouTube, and 
that I actually know the song. There we go. Which is a great segue uh, for for me because um, the first time I met you, dude, was uh, was back in the day. I think 2005 at uh, Ryan's house at Bailuni's yes. when he was setting up his home studio for the very first time. Yeah. Um, and I think you played uh, Aslan Adi for us that day before the music video dropped. Def- oh I- yeah, yeah, I think so. I think oh, it might have wow. been way back then. Yeah. When yeah, you were yeah, like, yeah. oh, yeah. I'm working on this thing. Are we, I edit the video. Here's a, here's a, listen to this. And even from back then, not knowing the genre that well, I was like, damn, this song's already fucking stuck in my head. There's no way this, this isn't going to be a hit. And then the mm-hmm. music video dropped. And then this kind of exploded. So take us back to, to like the pre, uh, pre-Aslan Adi to Aslan Adi days. How did this, this thing like explode for you? Bro, to be honest, um, for me, it's kind of like one of, I still call it one of my first singles. Otherwise, I like, but I released other songs before that. Not a lot, to be honest. I released probably like two songs before that. Uh, one but, was Batali, right? With uh, Yeah, Alfonso. Batali yeah. was one with, with Alonso. And there was one song with Alonso. With, I don't think we released. Um, that was way back in 2012. But. And then Asanadi, um, Batali was on 2013, and then 2015 I released Asanadi. Um, I think it was it was a it was, it was a coat. Most of my music is is kind of like coats, you know. Like um, it was one of it's always like a day in my life, and I'd be like, ah, yeah, I'd be I'd be in, in a situation, and I'd be like Asanadi, and then I, I, it just stucks in my head. And then when I do when I go to the studio, I just try to memorize um, and scan all of my like uh my whole life you know in a studio where i remember old stuff and it makes me like be creative yeah. but um a lot of people tell me yeah your music is relatable it's just because i lived those moments you know whatever i lived most of the things i said in music it's not like um i'm just uh, a writer that just get inspired from other situation like most of my music is just my day-to-day base <laughs> things you know and it's very relatable it's so easy it's not um it's, it's not complicated word you know aslan adi you know i, I actually want to talk to you about that because uh we're we're still talking about aslan adi but even back uh, even forward in future uh, all the songs i feel like you create sonic logos like you don't create a hook like this is aslan adi and uh and wala kilma and like it's it's such a it's such a like a short nice logo like that's the only way i could describe it is that something yeah, yeah. you do actively or even from back in aslan adi days yeah yeah, yeah man uh, when i started doing music I, I i just told myself stuff needs to be catchy because i noticed i noticed myself I, I i like songs that actually catch you you know like if it's a hip-hop song if it's a metal song it w- if it's catchy i love the song i just keep repeating it and if it's relatable that's just a plus but um when I think of a title of a song, it's, it just needs to be um, like it's not like I don't want people to think too much to to, to to analyze what the title is. You know, it's not really something complicated. You know, Mushfadi done. You, uh, you already you probably understand now what I'm going to talk about. You know, Aslan <laughs> yeah. Adi, boom. You probably know what I'm going to. You know, Wale Kilma. Ah, this guy's pissed off. Let me listen to what he's saying. You know. Okay, oh, guys, there we go. Uh, Stay at home, you know, guys. Stay at home. For, 
for for everyone that's tuning in from outside the UAE, we get these uh, notifications just when curfew is about to hit. Uh, just reminding everyone to to stay home and uh, and that you know you go out, you get fined or whatever the hell is happening right yeah. now. But and you get a message in Abu- if if you're in Abu Dhabi, you get a message at um, nine thirty where it just goes beep, you know. And, and just they they did it in uh, in Dubai as well, but uh, but I don't know. It's, it hasn't been happening the last couple of days. Yeah. Um, but let's take things back to, to the very, very beginning, dude. Because uh, I, I, like I said, I met you in uh, Bailunis and at Trayan's studio. You guys were talking about if you're going to uh, work together. I don't think you did at that time, but you did further down the line. Um, and I met you, you were already like uh, knee deep in music. But how did it all start for you from the very beginning? Like when, when was the first thing you heard and we were like, you know what? I want to, I kind of want to make music. Um, to be honest, I never wanted to to make music. I used to I used to like to listen to music. Um, that's why I listen to a lot of genres, man. Um, if I if I sit with the metalhead, you probably I can have a conversation for like three hours about bands. If if I sit with a with a reggae man, I probably have ten five ten artists that I can you know we debate about. But and when it comes to hip hop, it's the same thing. So when I wanted to do music, I'm like. Mm, nothing was really giving me th- that feeling to make music because it's like everything is just done you know for me it's like if i want to listen to like crazy metal stuff i i know bands like if i wasn't to hip-hop i know people that i didn't want to tell my story because i never thought i can do it in arabic i never thought it can work in arabic if it if i if i probably lived in the states i probably won't do do, do music you know i'll probably be a listener and that's it but um after a while i'm like wow i have I have situations and problems that I can speak about, you know, and and if it's in Arabic, it's gonna be hilarious. Like I, the first thing, it was comedy. Like it wasn't, it wasn't serious. It was like, oh, I want to be a rapper, and nah, I was, it was comedy. Like you can see in Batali, Batali was pure comedy. It was like a parody, you know. It wasn't even a proper song. Um, and then um, after we performed the 2014, me and Alonso. That was the time I'm like, bro, there's like 400 people in front of us. Um, uh, that was crazy. You can see a couple of the clips in Asla Adi video. Mm-hmm. Like in the second verse, I I put um, footage from the show we did in 2014, me and Alonso. It was that day when I'm like, what? Like 400 people singing Batali in front of me. I'm like, yeah, like I got goosebumps that day. You know, and after that day, I'm like, listen, I think I should take this professionally. I should really accelerate and do like anthem that represents these people you know and uh, it's yeah. it's cool that you said anthem because it really watching a live show um it really does feel like uh like the crowd takes ownership over the 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 hooks over the the verses over the the entire song they're like this is his singing about us our people kind of like th- there's a lot of um uh culture involved in the music it's not just yo i wrote a cool song there's like culture behind behind the song um yeah, references exactly. references oh, that uh, yeah. you you would get if you're you know the baqale in abu dhabi which is uh, exactly. by the way for the people that for the people that uh, don't speak arabic like the supermarket on the corner uh in, yeah. in the streets in abu dhabi yeah 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 and it's all relatable like if you're living in abu dhabi you'd be like man this is me you know and if you lived in the gcc you probably understand what i'm talking about um, and then people start telling me, "Yo, you can be like a 
you're like the spokesman of the you know those people the minority or you can call them whatever but like these guys are my guys like i i relate because I, I now i have a duty to entertain these people <laughs> in the sense like the certain uh style you can call it or certain um lahja or like talk you know yeah and, and uh, it just happened the, to the be dialect on- the dialect yeah exactly because because i noticed bro like when you listen to a, a, like a british song these guys are probably 80 of the song is just stuff that we don't understand yeah it's it's only them they only understand these uh slangs you know uh and this is what i kind of created like i started using slangs we use in the gcc in a song that is actually sick and that gave it like oh okay identity you know and the beauty thing about what i'm doing is it's an identity more than just uh hey i want to do i want to be a rapper you know yes. so uh, i, I want to talk a little bit about um the that switch that happened after after the show but um let's jump into the comments real quick because there's a bunch of people here uh actually john john baker is saying freak what gives you the drive to sing or play metal uh sing or play uh, given you have a broad range of genres um i'd be interested to know how you can go from one genre to another and nail it um i think all genres are related are related like let's just put it that you know because th- what made me listen to metal was uh when i was nine years old when i listened to probably um Uh, Limbiscuit, my generation. You know, the first video I've seen when I was nine, it was crazy. If only we could fly, and it's like, <laughs> and it's it, uh, th- that was my transition from listening to like, um, what do you call it, like boy bands, and you know, as a nine, eight years old, I didn't even speak English properly, and I probably listened to Backstreet Boys, and then the switch was Limbiscuit, my generation, and then like after that people told me oh but he raps that's not metal i'm like what do you mean like you know and then people start breaking it down they're like like this is kind of a new metal where people rap and have a metal uh guitar or um a, a drummer you know and it, it, it fused way back you know and and so now for me it's kind of like like what i did in wala kilma i'm like okay i'll have a a, a drill beat and i know where to put a solo guitar because I'm I have a background in this it didn't look off it didn't look like oh what is this guy trying to do you know yeah and the guy is relatable the guy's wearing a condor and and he's like masked uh, off and uh, like uh, it, the image that gave it, it 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 put everything together it didn't look out of place you know and I think you need to know visually musically how to put everything together how to package it you know I don't I don't know if it's because I know that uh, that you you're into metal or it's like I'm projecting or not but I do see a lot of metal <coughs> tendencies and like uh mannerisms in in your in your songs and in your videos. I mean, you're standing there headbanging like that. Definitely. <laughs> you know um, what I mean? I, I'm inspired um from from my metal background more than hip hop. But let's put it especially in performances like in performances i never used to watch I, i think until this day i don't watch hip-hop shows period you know uh i grew up listening to um to a lot of bands like um as they dying lamb of god slipknot obviously i'm a slipknot fan till death you know like until this day you know 
it's kind of like the band that stayed with me into from from when I was young. But seeing them perform, seeing Limp Bizkit perform, seeing Corn perform, how they engage mosh pitting and and the energy they give to the people made me the guy I am right now. Otherwise, I'll be a, just a typical rapper trying to say stuff on stage, but it's not fun, really. Like I love the energy. Like until this day, I tell people like hip hop like hip hop shows are not as good as metal like until this day the the energy like, is a little different i believe it's crazy yeah, yeah like the energy and it's just like it's so entertaining like there's no hey there's a vip stage and there's like general pass and then oh like, no they started, is, they started doing that in metal they started it's e- it's fucking it up I like and t- for me I, I i still i'm supposed to go to Knotfest this year in march but it I, just, i still have my ticket but the last time i went in 2016 is 40,000 people all put together you know you can be in the front you can be in the back it just depends it's like like 15 different mosh pits in the, in the crowd and it's like that energy like that that's why i grew up to you know I know now probably it's, it's changing but like I still until this day I go to s- such events They're probably like Hellfests in, in the States like they have that energy where they have 10 bands and then it's like it's a just a crazy show you know but I uh, I want to yeah. I just want to ask uh, in the comments real quick because uh, I w- I'm just out of curiosity uh, are you guys surprised uh, to hear Freaks and Metalhead <laughs> I know I wrote it in the in the caption but you know to hear uh, I had I had tickets to not fest and uh, and that's where his performance still comes. Have my Just, tickets. Yeah. Is is uh, are people surprised to hear to hear that's where it came from or did you guys kind of figure that out already? Um uh, and still in the comments actually I'm just going to jump uh, Ahmed's in the comments saying true doesn't make sense to a, uh, to a lot but all music is relatable freak with starting mosh pits uh, back in the day. <laughs> I played metal drums and now I play some Arabic violin and I am proud of all of it. Uh, of it all rather finding a way to blend it together he also adds by the way post malone is also a metalhead yeah yeah ah uh, it's kind of suspect but yeah <laughs> <laughs> i've actually he's seen post, post malone throw down to some uh, to some megadeth i've seen that Nah, definitely yeah, he used to he's i think slayer fan and pantera fan um and john baker saying nice transition crazy. freak is very fitting Uh, interest uh, from Wadia interesting especially with the presence uh, that you have on stage threw up the metal horns um, who doesn't like Slipknot stage presence it's awesome from John Baker I am su- I am surprised from Wadia I am not I've known him since uh, from the 2008 metal days from uh, yeah. Ahmed uh, uh, Abu Kamar Abu, Abu Kamar is that am I saying it right let me know bro I sorry if I butcher any names um, Ahmed Munir speaking of that song there is a line you said That resonates a lot with the scene here. I don't need exposure. Just cut me a check. Exactly. Yes. Because we're all sick of this um, exposure shows, you know. We're done. We're like, we're Is this, uh, does this still have a, a freelancing uh, tint to it as well? Um, like, do what it, do you mean? The, the, the whole, uh, if you're a startup videographer here, do it for the experience. Um. I've done I've done a lot for experience. I've done a lot for experience. But like I think I enjoyed a lot of those. It wasn't uh, a corporate video mm-hmm. for experience, you know. Most of my experience videos were projects for my friends, music videos for my friends, especially for Alonzo for example. Um and this is how I learned, you know. But for, from in music it's just different, you know. It's just like I f- sometimes you feel like these people are actually just 
just want to use you you know like they don't really care what kind of music you do they just want an entertainer on stage like even if you're like oh no, no, no stage you probably they're gonna put you on stage but like that's why that was, i hate that, that was a great video. imitation of me by the way that's basically what i do <laughs> in music not not really man <laughs> not really bro i'm not i'm not i'm not that type i'm not i'm not one of those that think metal just people screaming on, on stage you know i i, mean? I, I gotta poke fun of it because um <laughs> basically the, the way i look at it is if when the the time i try to explain what i do in music mm. to my to my parents that's that's when you realize how the generational gap sees what you do um yeah i still i still i still have struggled like they have they have uh, the two albums we released on on their kind of mantle they're very proud of the stuff but um back in the day they had no fucking idea what i was doing and um i i don't think they they ever will but uh, how was it for yeah. you like when when that uh, switch happened and you're like you know what i want to take music a little seriously how was the family uh, reacting how was friends reacting just, my mom flipped when i released batali she was like what are you doing like you're talking about employment you're gonna get in trouble i'm like i'm not talking about employment i'm just i'm just it's a comedy video you know but um they they kind of like they always make sure i don't really see say certain things obviously in music and um she's like yeah take care of whatever you're doing but just stay safe like don't don't like say stuff that i can piss people off and stuff so i'm like yeah whatever you know i don't think my mom ever saw me on stage but inshallah she will you know yeah my mine haven't either they're they're down to have the closed cd but uh but still stage is <laughs> stage is a little extreme um but but uh, other than the like uh, worry for uh in terms of lyrics or if you're gonna offend anyone kind of stuff generally um because i know you have siblings in music right man um the reason i started listening to corn when i was 10 because of my sister my sister maha she was um she was in a band back in the days like she kind of introduced me to a lot of things in music you know before when i was a kid i was 12 man i went to a concert in abu dhabi i remember in a villa i'll never forget that gig it was like it's called moonlight it was one of those illegal i'll throw um um a, a, a concert in my backyard type of stuff you know um, there's a statute of limitations right we can't we can't get in trouble for this now <laughs> i don't think so man whatever man like bro, the I'm, guy was, i'm messing with you man yeah, yeah you know the guy the cops came later on but there's like i think there was like 150 people in the backyard and there's these guys were like death metal i'm not really into death metal mm-hmm. but i'm like whatever it's a it's a concert in abu dhabi you know i want to i want to just go mosh you know i don't really i didn't care like most of our shows i went to when i was like 12 13 it was like death metal bands and stuff i just go there just mosh and just go back home you know but uh until like i, I went to desert rock which is that was a crazy thing for me um but yeah man like um i think like what was the question well i man, uh, just completely the, uh I, the, the like the interpretation of of uh, how you your family took on you uh, taking uh, okay, music okay your sisters yeah, yeah. were so, into music so yeah yeah my sister my sister uh she used to take me to those um concerts when i was a kid you know and um it was kind of normal thing and i used to go to with her to a jam jam sessions and stuff there was a band called epoch remember i don't know if you know epoch balloon if i'm he knows um it was adib liam and stuff in the band um 
that was well that was i was 13 probably you know barely speaking english you know i'm just i'm just there with my sister you know um i think that that kind of introduced me to a lot of things like i was used to being on stage the first time i was on stage it was um i was emceeing a, 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 an event in Abu Dhabi is called Ajial. I was like 17 I don't really care I need money they told me you speak Arabic English I'm like yeah whatever you know and I did it it was kind of like normal for me you know so yeah did um where where did the name Freak come from is, is that a metal okay. ba- background That's was, it, was it Freak from it back in the day it was kind of like I, I don't know if, I, I know I, I listened to a group called Twisted I don't think I ever told this story like the proper way you know I don't think I ever told people exactly how I got this it was it was freak shit a lot of people know me as freak shit you know I, I still remember the freak shit freak shit is if someone says freak shit you probably this guy knows me for 15 years like that's it you know and then when I start taking my career serious I'm like I can't put shit in, in, in names so I took the shit out and I it took this shit out <laughs> uh, but um, it was from a group called Twisted uh, it's from a group uh, it's from a record label called Psychopathic you know in St. Clown Posse there's a group called in St. Clown Posse Clowns yeah, yeah. with like uh, their rap and they have like um, paint on I used to be um, I'm still a fan of you know? what is it a juggalo juggalo exactly <laughs> much 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 clown love you know yeah uh they used to have another group called Twisted and one of the songs they're like yeah freak shit you know and they said something like ah, like freak shit and uh, people start telling me that because I used, I used to be black skateboarder and I listened to metal a lot of people were like yo this is the weirdest shit I've ever seen you know <laughs> growing up in, I, in Abu Dhabi was, in Abu Dhabi they're like what you don't listen to rap you're black you know so it's like this freak, freak shit stay with me from then you know and yeah man that's how I got the name it was like the freaky shit you know Black Somali, yeah. just play skateboard and listens to metal. Uh, with an insane clown pro- posse reference as a nickname. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's <laughs> if if that me. isn't dynamic, I don't know what the fuck is. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm always curious about about names because mine uh, is is fucking stupid. If I'm being honest with you, um, it's a horrible nickname, and it started because of corn. Uh, I, I was uh, uh, the the guitarist head. I, I wanted to be head back in the day, and yeah. uh, I got called head. And then they added the nan because Adnan head nan. And uh, whenever I get asked about that name, I'm just like, dude, I don't know why it's it's it, it's just became the URL. It's not even my nickname. No one calls me head nan. It's just yeah. you know back in the day when you uh, you book your like URL, that was it. Yeah. And I'm always curious about how people get their nicknames. You used to, used to play guitar. I used to play guitar. Yeah, I played. I, I'm a jack of all trades, master of none. I play a bit of drums, a bit of guitar, a bit of vocals. <laughs> oh, that's sick. That's sick. Not good at any of them. <laughs> that's sick. Yeah. I um, I wanna, I, I wanna it. talk to you about uh, uh, now that we took it back to freak shit, old school stuff, uh, freak TV and its origins, because those videos are gone. I looked for them. <laughs> yeah, they're on private. I put that um, private. So, uh, so Freak TV originally, from what I remember, was basically like uh, you doing stunts. You were jumping off bridges. There was like people fire breathing in the background. Um, <laughs> I remember that shit. Freak TV was a circus, man. Like, so uh, how did that start? Was, this was before the music or after the music? That was way before the music, man. Bro, I I started Freak TV in 2011. 
um, it was my one of my really homeboys called Stretch. We're just sitting on a curb drinking Milko orange. You know, I remember that day, <laughs> and it just uh, he told me, um, bro, because we we like me and Stretch, we used to laugh twenty four seven. Like we used to just joke and laugh twenty four seven in the street in Abu Dhabi. You know. And eat probably mahara and go home. That's like a daily routine. And one day is like, bro, why don't we just just film these ideas we talk about every day, we laugh about every day, you know? And this is how it became something. And it was the first video. It was called Mudwakhid. It was a guy, about a guy, true story, that um, woke up on a channel, wanted to smoke mudwakh and then couldn't find Doha, and then he ran. From his house to the to, to, to the Doha shop, and it was like we filmed it, the ho- like him running in Corniche, and then he ends up next to a skate park, and then he ends up, you know, it was like one of those uh, videos, and this is how it started, man. It was like on a video cam. I don't think I have it here. My video handy cam, Sony handy cam. Uh, oh, I, I have one of those too. Yeah, I think this is how. And then skateboarding made me film because I used to when I used to skateboard, I used to film skate videos. So I had a camera, and then I'm like, "Yeah, cool. I have a camera. Let's use it." And then I tried to download one of those uh, editing softwares, and I learned from then, like 2011. I didn't want to be a filmmaker. I didn't want to be an editor. Nothing. I just wanted to get these ideas out of my head and put it on YouTube. That's it. You know, it goes back to I, what we're saying. Artist makes yeah, sense. Yeah, I didn't really care. I don't know what's what's an editor. Can I get money from it? I don't. I didn't know anything. <laughs> I just wanted to make funny videos. And then escalate. I'm like, wow, this camera shit. I need to get another one. And then I get a 5D. And then, you know, just I learned just from doing skits. You know, did did that also spark? Um, so th- that sparked the filmmaking, and then that kind of bled into the music as well. Because you yeah. started making, like you said, videos for for people that were making music, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, the first mu- music video I've done it was for Alonso. Um, it was very simple video like camera on a tripod I just wanted to know how to sync a video with a, with a, with a, with a rap track you know I just didn't I wanted to do it um, and this is how I told him just listen do you have one of, one of the tracks on you he's like yes we went outside I think I think it's still there it's called um, Grave Diggers the video you know it wasn't even my camera I took someone's 7D I think yeah, I took one. I don't think it was 7D though. It was like one of those 500D or some shit, you know. <laughs> uh, and I just jacked the phone for like three hours, and then I filmed this video, took the footage, wanted to edit it out. It was still one of my favorite favorite videos, you know. The the the, the way I started uh, with film was very similar. It's just a bunch of people were doing dumb shit, and I was like, "This is funny. Let's film it." And uh, and put it up on on YouTube, and this was like way back in the day, like 2008 maybe. And uh, we uh, we started a, a sketch comedy channel that was so fucking bad, it was so bad that no one else found funny but us and like our four subscribers. But we uploaded almost every day and made sure that we we like made these sketches as, as fast as possible. And that because of that, we, I learned how to edit very quickly. And uh, somewhere down the line, someone was like, oh, yo, would you edit this video for me? Or, or, I don't know what it was. I'll give you like 500 dirhams. Like, oh, <laughs> shit, you can do that. <laughs> someone, someone, someone wants to do that. 
and um and that's then i i started like figuring out oh you could you could study this thing you could actually like have a job in it that's how that's how it started for me that's um i think it's dope like how you that switch and you're like yo i can get paid doing this you know that was (laughs) one of the best feelings because because you're like i i'm doing this for free um wait you can do it for free you know like do do, do they not know do they not know (laughs) so so i think that was the switch for me um and 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 it has been for a lot of people we've talked on the on the show there's a lot of people that had the same like trajectory of i started doing something out of out of passion and then someone paid me and now i do what i love for a job kind of thing and it just balances it out um but yeah it's 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 funny that freak tv was uh, was was your start um i'm gonna jump in the comments real quick here uh han says i remember freak tv around the same time i think we first crossed paths uh, next thing i knew we performed at the same gig out loud mm. shout out to han out loud yeah uh, proud to see how far he's come he also adds um uh jasim saying trap star right there freak doing it big thank you so much for tuning in jasim um absolutely trap i want to i want to dig into that word with you uh big Hass is here he says freak in arabic as well <laughs> um Habibi Hass, man Allah, big brother he's he's on the show uh, on saturday i'm really excited to talk to to, to talk to Hass. He's, he's gonna it's gonna be an awesome conversation library you know of things you know uh, Luke is in the comments. He says, uh, "What's good, everybody? Yo, freak! I remember you from the skate park back in the day. I gotta say, I'm super stoked on the music you've made. Uh, let's go skate one day, Habibi. Let's go, let's go. Let's just uh, open uh, up. Man. We are, I'm under lockdown, 24 seven. I can't even leave. Yeah, wow. that's true. There's a new skate park in Dubai. Like, I have to check. I have to check it out." Uh, Jasim is in, in the house saying, uh, "Spin the block, uh, Mashfadi. I have no bag. Uh, Shay location, Shabab." أو أبا مال استعمال أو أبا مال استعمال um, sorry for butchering that yo um, <laughs> my uh, my Arabish is uh, is not is not as tight as it should be um, which actually is a <laughs> is great to ask you um, uh, l- lyrics in Arabic yeah. uh, advantages and disadvantages that you faced so far. just have to dig for cool words man to say and all the time you know and let, let me let me preface it let me preface it out of you can't even just talk what are you just let me let me preface Arabic it a little are sensitive you know they're sensitive people so you have to watch out all the time <laughs> so you just have to because because you're one of few not a lot of uh not a lot of in the scene um hit, hit the the tracks with arabic right and um, for me, it's it's the same it's the same ideology behind like why a metal band wouldn't sing in Arabic versus sing in English. But you've found this like this gray area where it's it's so far into the slang that you've kind of skipped over the fact that it was Arabic. Does that make sense? Like you're 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 it's like its own language now. Mm. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. yeah, yeah. So yeah. Um, it, it's in a weird way like you found this this niche. But, but why is it weird though? Like, why why is it weird and it's not the norm? That's what I'm asking. Why why is it weird? I can tell you why it's it's weird in uh, I mean, in metal. Are scared. They were scared to use it. 
like they say it was there like they use it they use they say exactly what i say but to say it on a track for them it's just i don't think that shit will that shit would work you know and mm. it's always that questioning questioning with yourself and I don't think I think too much, bro. Salaha, I don't really think too much, bro, when it comes to like what people are going to say if I said this, you know, a lot. Because if I'm not saying it, no one is going to say it. I don't like, and these songs, some people tell me, ah, oh, your words are not really strong. You should write more. You should, you should be like a poet. I'm like, nah, that's, that's the thing. That's my music. That if you want to listen to Freak, you don't need to be, you don't need to know Arabic for Salaha. You don't need to be expert in Arabic, and you actually sing along. You can sing along even if you're not Arabic, bro. And that's my thing. Like, I want other people to understand, to like Arabic language, bro. And I think that's I, what people told me it worked. Like, because when I see like English people in front of me in on stage saying Aslan Adi, oh my god, this shit, this shit is mad, bro. You know, and it's like they singing along to it, and it's like what? But then again. Why are we surprised if Korean are making hits? Yeah, you know I mean, and the Arabic yeah. Arabic language is even bigger than that. Yeah, one uh, one example someone gave me was uh, the German uh, metal band Rammstein. They're like these guys, bro. Listen, come are on, killing, man. bro, man. I grew up saying "Fara Fry on this life, You know what I mean? Listen to all these songs, you know? and even even in Germany, their oh. their the language they use is harsh, bro. When I listen to "We Are Living in America," the accent made it even cooler. Like if they, yeah. if they probably said it in a "We Are Living in America," you know, in a, in a good accent, probably won't even be cool. Cool, you know, is that 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 you know? Like it take it takes you back to to a German band. That's why they gave it the accent. I, I'm pretty sure they could have done it in a better accent, you know. And it's cool, man. Like everything adds up. I think when we have uh, a, a, a like a poetic or, or a literal kind of uh, hurdle, um, why do you think there aren't that many or more uh, Arabic artists, especially in in the rap and and rock scene? In in the rock scene, there is what what um, I mean. Other than I just saw a comment from Wadia saying "Shank" by Nerve Cell is a hell of an awesome song, and I think that's one of like four songs I know that have proper Arabic lyrics. It's a sick word too, you know. Yeah, it means a lot. bro. Let me speak about nerve cell, man. Like a lot of people don't know. Like um, people are telling me, "Yo, you kind of like the first artist that goes probably perform in London, you know, as a local artist, you getting booked to a show in London." But for me, I'm not, bro. The first time when I knew um, nerve cell and asking Alexandria got signed, yeah, I'm like, what? I've seen these guys these guys live right here you know like I knew I knew guys from asking Alexandria and I knew them I had them I had their phone number and I see them having like shows with uh, Shadows Fall and like uh, dude they they, they co-headlined with Slayer like what? (laughs) I'm like this this gave me I'm like like we can come out from here and be international like and that was like way back man like uh, when I met I met the guys from Nerve like uh, recently probably they don't remember I was young man when I was jumping around trying to stage dive and shit you know <laughs> probably don't remember him by now but like I went to a lot of concerts when I was when I was young like I was 
I was a I was a fan from from I was a fan of the local scene, and then I became a guy doing music in this scene. You know, like I I just didn't come from nowhere. I was there. I was watching these guys. You know, you know what's crazy? Um, I I was a fan of Nerve Sound. Then we we like started hanging out um, after the 2005 Desert Rock. And um, I told them, I, I make videos. I make dumbass videos. I have a camera. I know how to edit. And they're like, uh, cool, we have a couple of studio diaries. Come to the studio, film us, and, and put that shit together. We can put it up on YouTube. And I did that a bunch of times for them. Um, I was a part of making one of their music videos. And then at 2010, uh, they, they were going on tour in Europe. Um, Czech Republic, Germany. And yeah, yeah, I remember that. And I, I jumped on the road with them. I, I uh, went on tour with them just with a tiny, that same Sony cam, barely barely any budget. Oh, I think we had... And it's just the style it gave sick. You know? it, it, it was still on DV tapes, exactly. And I'd have yeah. to like transpose it and stuff. Um, uh, but yeah, they, they were they were popping off. Like they were the first, they did a, a tour in Australia in like 2006. Did American <laughs> bands don't tour Australia. <laughs> bro, bro, they... They, bro come i'm telling you like and no one really see, look, look at it this way you know no one looks at it like bro why are you guys saying this scene has never got rock star like it, bro there's a lot of people that actually did great things in the scene you know especially in the gcc not even here like and um and it's happening it's not it's not really a dead scene it's not like there's no opportunity like if you actually dope and opportunities come you know and if you can, if you're ready, you can take it. Yeah. What, what do you what do you define? Uh, this is a, a deep one. Let's get spacey, freak. Um, yeah. What do you define success as? Because now we're talking about like they they've traveled, they did the tour. You've done ten thousand uh, people, ten thousand people singing your song. Yeah, that's success. That's it. That's, that's a it. that's a, a very high bar too. It's not even bro, like, cause any anything other than that, it just cool, you know. Like you're doing it, you're going there, you're going there. When you have ten thousand people singing a song, bro, and it's like you're on stage, I you might cry, man. Like yeah. you know, you might just have a different feeling to what you're doing. Dude, you know, I, I freak out. Cause that, I freak out when that, ten people sing it. <laughs> Bro, it's like yeah, obviously. I'm, I'm. It doesn't really have to be ten thousand people. I'm like yeah, I'm yeah. just hearing it from like seven thousand people singing, and like on sync to what to what you're doing. It's like that's your that's your reward, you know. It's not money. It's not like hey, here's your money for 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 your performance. Nah, it's not. It's not that. It's like people singing along, people really enjoying the song you're playing, and that's that what makes you go back and um, do more music really i'm gonna i'm gonna jump in the comments before we keep moving here lukey is in the house he says uh, freak real one uh real one from day one uh in the comments what is up oh, thank thanks you for, a lot. for tuning in um well, yeah, i love the arabic language is very poetic but hip-hop and rapping it's tricky because of the harsh letters from wadia um yeah i, th- I think it's a uh, it's a lot easier uh in in the in the harsh department than than the rock at least but um yeah, I, th- I, I guess it's, it's. I think it should be easy on a rock using harsh words like that. <laughs> just ah, anyway. <laughs> yeah, it's like, bro, I've seen I've seen a I've seen a metal a punk band, a Lebanese punk band in the states. I've seen like um, a little documentary about them on YouTube, where um, 
these guys are weird. I think they called haram some shit, you know? <laughs> They're bad called haram. I think something like that. Bro, it was crazy. You know? I, uh, I, I, I don't, I wouldn't even imagine uh, a punk Lebanese band based in the States. But, um, and uh, some of my favorite metal bands are, are come from Bahrain, man. Bahrain's got a scene. They're like churning those metal bands out for a tiny scene. God damn, these guys have like, uh, a, a, every five people has a band. <laughs> That's sick. Uh, Judy, uh, Judy's in the comments. She says, uh, "Oh, I lost her comment." She says, um, "I know a little Arabic." Where was that? Um, I know very little Arabic, but I love Arabic lyrics. Anamashfadi uh, from Jasim. Um, Diana says, "Hi from Malaysia. How's everyone? We're all good. Thank you for tuning in, uh, Diana." I'm a slide right now. I'll show you trap from Jasim. Uh, <laughs> Bro, Trav, man, Jasim is crazy. Yeah, <laughs> Jasim is still huh? Yes. Uh, Mike, Mike is in the house. He says, uh, uh, when you can hold a crowd and keep the love going, that's not only a talent. Stage presence isn't always easy. It's always good times. Um, so yeah, let's let's talk a little bit about the uh, the, the word trap and that genre and um, your time in uh, in Europe playing shows. Um, yeah. but because I haven't heard you say the word trap, I don't know if you refer to yourself as um, not really. Um, that then again, because trap trap is a genre. Um, obviously, yeah, I do trap music. You know, like Asan Adi is a trap beat. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of my music is just trap, like at Haddak and stuff like that. But uh, recently, I started doing like drill beats. I started jumping on drill beats, like Wala Kilma is a drill beat and some of the stuff I'm releasing on the EP inshallah next month or the month after um, so that's why I don't really call myself a trap artist because yeah a trap artist is, obviously I'm a trap artist you know but like I don't want people to put me in a circle where yeah. I can't go out from you know so. yeah because I had no idea what that genre was I always called you hip hop um, up yeah. until recently and, uh, like, and I re- rock any, you know There's yeah exactly like, rock, like I just say metal I don't say you know the, yeah. but um is there a, a local sound? Actually, speaking of that, you know how in, in there's like southern rap, uh, Norwegian black metal, Swedish death metal. Um, is there a, like a, a new wave of Middle Eastern rap? Um, I don't know. They call it Arabic rap. Any? Yani? Put it this way. Yani. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's Arabic rap, and it, we're all just a bunch of different genres in one. You know. Uh, it can still work. It's still a small scene, to, to so we can have different branches from it. You know. Yeah, so yeah. I think we're good with the Arabic rap for now. <laughs> I uh, I tuned into um, a live uh, that Big Hass was hosting, where he talked about the history of uh, of Arabic rap, like all the way from from back in the day, uh, from uh, what's that guy uh, Abu Yusuf uh, kind of stuff, uh, all the way to uh, the Egyptians Umim Safra Hamil Hafla, those guys. Yeah. Um, all the way up until uh, up until recently, I'm at Fendim and you guys, yeah. and um, and I I, I I feel like there should be more spotlight. Like I agree with with Big Hass when he says like there should be more love for the scene here. It's been around for a, a little while and and it's it's gotten so much range and stuff. But um, but for some reason, just I feel like rap and and rock kind of fall in the same category where it's like the the bastard child of the music industry always no matter no matter where they are and what language they're speaking mm. um yeah but, yeah go for it 
yeah i feel like um it's it's it's, it's we're going there i feel like we're going there man like um the more music we do the more people are going to listen to it and uh, at the end of the day you have to ask yourself who are you trying to impress who's your audience what are you trying to do like who you want who you, like who who are you trying to attract yeah really i want to ask you this question to you because sometimes i get lost and i'll be like who am i doing music for when i when i get lost and i'll be like try to be i started to be sometimes judgmental on my content and i'll be like whoa 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 whoa, whoa. like when i started i used to think of 10 people you know I just want 10 people to listen to it. And now I'm like, oh, there's different countries. And oh, what about the people in Germany? What are they going to say? People in London, nah, you know, but like, you have to come back to, yo, just speak to those 10 people he spoke about when I was, when I was just a small artist, because you don't have to think too much, you know, and you be, yeah. just be you. I don't have, sometimes you can't let everyone understand you, you know, like that's yeah, what 100%. I say sometimes, you know, like, um, uh, Arabic is a, is a, big big like it's huge um, language for um, sometimes stuff from the UAE people in Egypt might not understand and you get to this level where if you start filtering too much your music becomes crap mm-hmm. you know it becomes A, B, C, D and becomes very you know and so a lot of people can understand as soon as you start getting deep you start you like the artist more like yeah. if you notice yourself you know you don't want the basic stuff anymore so and this is where my music comes to you know like you're not gonna hear the basic um, stuff you might see in charts or billboards in Arabic billboards you, might, you will hear stuff people see in the streets you know like um, normal Arabic you know so generic Arabic good. generic yeah yeah did it ever cross your mind to kind of broaden the dialect at any point and uh and kind of broaden the spectrum or that's just no definitely no no sometimes i use like saudi words you know uh sometimes i use uh, egyptian words sometimes i use um sudani word you know because obviously the the good thing about living in the uae was i met a lot it's diverse so i know how the lebanese talk i know how the syrian talk i know how the egyptian talk i can you know uh so i understand a lot i know how the tunisian uh, sounds like because Alonso was Tunisian. I was in his house twenty four seven, and I understand a lot of. Uh, I can, I, I can, I think I'm fluent in Tunisian. You know, like I can oh, understand shit. fluent everything. You know, it's just because of um, like friendships and stuff. So, can I be more diverse? I can, but I still want to have a UAE sound. I still go back to myself where I be like, yo, I want to create a sound from here. I don't want yeah. to be too di- dilute, diluted you know like saturated and i sound like a guy from the arab world you know i want to have a uae sound i just want to sound a bit more emirati you know how how did the the crowd in in europe take to Bro, on the uae sound when you were touring there it's not because the reason why i was in london because of um um the impact of us on of uh Kilma, you know and uh, uh the crowd there was I was surprised, obviously, because some of them were Arabs. Obviously, they're raised there. Some of them were white. Some of them were Turkish. Some of them were, like, Sudanese that don't speak Arabic. They're born and raised in the UK. But they have that feeling. Like, they want to connect to the Arab world. So, my music took them there, you know? 
so that was crazy like for me to be like whoa like actually people in the UK can really be a fan of an artist in the, in the UAE just because they feel like their relation and obviously people told me even in France some, some artists some Moroccans uh, when they, they, they have shows in France obviously there's a big um, uh, Moroccan community Algerian community in France so they, you will have fans in France you know and this is how you should think about it it's all about where's your people at you know so speaking of impact um, I want to talk to you about the like working with brands and, and stuff like that because you've made enough noise to get the attention of of brands uh, that want to support what you do as art and it got to a level where you even uh, wrote a track for uh, Mo Salah the football player that was um for for with adidas wow. right yeah that was one of the craziest um time to be honest because for me i don't really think about it this way you know um i think the song where i wrote the song a year like four months before i get the call you know yeah they wanted me uh adidas were like yo listen we need a song we need to do an arabic song for a campaign we're doing we can't reveal it but can you send us a lot of tracks just to for us to like pick because uh, they're like yo listen I don't think you have time to actually create stuff because the time like we have only two months for the campaign to be done so we just want to use one of your songs and then I had to dig more deep to tell them okay tell me what's the campaign about so I know what to send you they were like we're doing a campaign with Mo Salah I'm like what I have a song called Mo Salah you know because the song I released it in November you know and then the campaign was out in March So they, they called me in Feb telling me about the the, the the campaign, which is crazy. Like, what? You have a song called Mosalah? Send it over. But they're like, we can't promise it because we have to send it to Mosalah and Liverpool uh, management to get approved. Wow, and, then, and then, inshallah, yani, it gave us two, two weeks and a half or something like that. So the whole time, like, what? I don't think it's going to go through because the whole time I'm just talking about myself in the song. You know, so I I'm like, no way they would let's start. The hook is dope, but I don't think they would actually. And then two weeks later, they're like, listen, we got the first approval for Mosala. We're good to go. We're just waiting for the management. I'm like, what? So I was just waiting and waiting, bro. When I get that email, they're like, yo, it's approved. I'll send you the contract. I'm like, let's go. You know, and it was the, the cherry on top was when they told me, listen, Mosala has come into Dubai Mall and we want you to perform the song when he comes in the store i'm like that's the footage um by the way if you're if you're exactly. tuning into the uh to to the video this is the footage i'm gonna play again one more time so you guys can get a glimpse of it while uh while freak keeps telling us uh that story but were you were you a liverpool fan are you a mo salah fan um bro i've been a fan of um mo salah for a while you know obviously because a guy that like uh going crazy and uh, making noise you know so obviously i, I got i was a fan because i'm I'm a, i'm a football fan from the beginning but see an arab guy killing it like that just, i have to be a fan you know yeah and uh so that's why i got inspired and did this track you know and uh, bro it's crazy like that 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 footage right there just uh it was it was a crazy moment for me you know Yeah, I can only imagine, dude. It's it's a huge deal, and and that's that's why I was asking about like the impact and uh, and being able to work with a brand like Adidas. Is it Adi Adidas or Adidas? Adidas. Adidas. Right? 
I still say Adidas. <laughs> um, but yeah, Adidas. like uh, starting up, would you have ever imagined, yo, um, uh, I'm gonna write a song uh, that's uh, that's that's gonna be pushed by Adidas to Mo Salah and Liverpool, so it could be his official song for when he uh, when he uh, drops this uh, drops this line. I think it was a line, right? His his like Adidas line uh, with Mo uh, Mo Salah. What's up? What's that? Wasn't wasn't the the Adidas Mosalah thing a collaboration for him to drop like uh, his his line? It, it was a clothing it was, or a shoes or it was it was um it was it was the winter clothes. Yeah, it was dropping the winter tracksuit, the Mosalah winter tracksuit. It was the thing we were wearing. So from from Batali, would you, would you have ever imagined uh, that that would be a single you were dropping? Bro, it, it, I don't think. There was a lot of people uh, I wish they were with me until now in this in this um, journey, you know. But some of them didn't really believe. They thought they were like, "No way!" This street talk, this 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 Arabic, like Imad, like Khaliji, it will be like that on TV. They never thought, they never thought it will go a hundred thousand views, bro. Like for it to be on a campaign and then. Perform and, and and do arena to open up on on uh, on the grand bro. No one no one saw it. Only few people did. You know, a lot of, a lot of talented people that I wanted them to join me and and be with me until now. They're like, bro, I don't think this can work, man. They're like, and they're talented, but they didn't really believe in themselves. Was it was the support system in general um, more uh, pro? Or against the like, you know, not, not not against it, but like, were was it harder to find people that are like, fuck yeah, let's do this um, with the stuff you were doing, bro? I think um, it was uh, no one wanted to accept the Arabic, the, the mm-hmm. Arabic rap. No one wanted to accept it. It was it was kind of like when they hear it, they're like, no way we're gonna play this on the radio. No way we're gonna put some guy perform it on stage. No way. It was like it was easier for them to digest English, you know. And it was like the crate that was like for the longest. I think I still face it until now, bro. You know, don't get me wrong. Like sometimes they'd be like, ah, I don't think it's going to work. You know, so I don't think we can have an Arabic artist. But all I care about is when I perform and they saw the impact and they saw the people and they saw the energy. Um, and then it's just a domino effect, you know. One guy gave me an opportunity and I killed it and it just domino effect and then this video gives me another gig and then and this is how it worked. But at the beginning, no one wanted to risk it because everyone. Uh, I remember when they played Watali on the radio, uh, the person got in trouble because they were like, "Yo, what are you playing on stage? Like, what are you playing on the radio?" And that guy called me. He's like, "Man, I'm sorry, I had to take it down because um, I just called by my manager called me. He told me don't put this on." You know, and it was Batali, bro. And we don't curse. Like I never cursed on my music. I never cursed. And and just to prove a point, like it's not that they just don't want to hear Arabic rap on on big stages on on the radios. It's like I don't know what happens, bro. I don't know what why they think it's uh, it's, it's it's dangerous for them. You know, I'm just playing the F1 footage now. And while you're saying this, how satisfying is it? To, to have gone through that shit and then Fuck. play a show like that bro like bro you know what's like um i worked um i worked in that concert for three years you know from 2009 until 2011 um 
on a t- on a ticket box office. Oh, you were the guy that that outside, uh, yeah. ripped outside up the tickets. The, the blue arena, yes. And I was 19 when I first worked there, and it's crazy. Like, I, and I think Beyonce or Jay Z were performing that day, and I'm like, wow! Imagine I'm myself on that big stage, like. And I and it was it was one of the most difficult things to hap- to happen to an artist here because it's uh, like no way they're gonna put a local artist there. And you want to be, you want to sing in Arabic on the big stage? Ah, they start laughing at me. They're like, bro, way this will work. No way. But I'm like, maybe if I work triple the amount people work. Maybe if, if my song blew up, maybe what, because after the song blows up, no one can control it. Like, plus, you know, it becomes big that people want to hear it on the big stage. And this is what I kept doing. Like, I just kept doing more hits and more tracks that attract people and, Um, obviously, uh, I understood the business side of it too. I wasn't just a guy that know how to do music. I knew what to do with it. I knew that I need sick visuals. I needed to look good. I needed to, you know, what I mean, and that that comes out as a, as a package um, that people look towards. Like, especially being on stage, a lot of talent people I saw they get intimidated. You know, they they they're really dope. But they just need that 30% just to be dope on stage and they can be like the biggest stars. But they just don't have that. It just that, that stage gives them something that fear, the stage fear. But um, you know what I remember? Um, one time I bumped into you at, um, at one of these uh, Go Play the World uh, events. And uh, I, 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 was, I was with a friend of mine. I, I think it was Gorgon actually, and I spoke to you about uh, you know uh, if if you'd be interested in jumping on a desert experiment as a collaboration, something like that. And you and I just had like a, a ten minute talk, and then yeah, uh, yeah. And then we walked away. And uh, I remember Gorgon as we were walking away was saying, "Man, that guy just looks like a fucking rock star." Because <laughs> <laughs> just the the way you dress, the way you you like hold held yourself. And it, and it stuck with me because, like, I think that that little bit extra, just they're picking out something nice on stage, you know, just <laughs> instead of just going up in shirts and jeans. Yeah, um, and and bro, and I, I, to be honest, and then again, I took these things from 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 metal bands, like um, that. Though every every new metal I liked, every new metal band I liked had a style. Like, I, I think without that style. No way they would have become that big, you know. Corn were like these guys that all of them have dreads and and the the, the, the thing they perform on stage where they have the guitar and like it was it, and Phil D's like the basses that looks like a Latino from uh, Los Angeles, you know, with the jersey and like the way he plays it. I think I gave it forty fifty percent of the the whole uh, music and obviously Slipknot the same thing. I don't think without the mask. They would have became that. Yeah, and uh, sensation, uh, you know, B- biscuit with uh, with West Borland. He was like a freak show every night. Yeah, bro. Like the way that and and, and I watched and I, the last time I watched Slipknot live, I'm like, bro, this is like a circus. Like every every 15 minutes, there's something happening. They might burn this place out, and then Sid might just jump on stage and start marching. It's like every three four song, there's something happening. It's not just hey, this song is called this, and then they perform. It's like It's a constant engagement. Like they put yeah. you in this um, show, and I start. And obviously, with Lamb of God too. Like Lamb of God live, it's just something crazy. You know, the interaction, the tell people what to do, and all of these things. I don't think I, I take notes. I'm like, wow, this, 
next when I'm like with in front of 10, 15,000 people and I need to to tell them to split up or something, you know, like it just yeah. constant engagement and gives it. Uh... It's still crazy. I think some some of my favorite uh, acts in that in, in rap and hip hop and uh, and trap and that genre in general seem to have uh, a backbone in metal. Like even uh, even a suerte from the recipe, yeah. uh, grew up with corn and stuff, and uh, you know I, I like a few Post Malone tracks. Turns out he's a metalhead, and I'm just finding out that uh, there, there's yeah. something attractive about the performance of someone that grew, grew up with rock for some reason. Um, yeah, 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 definitely. Because that's, that's ju- bro, that's the um, that's the essence, you know. It's it's the it's the the energy of, of a rock show. I don't think you can beat that. And if you bring it down to bring that energy to a, to another genre, it just amplifies it. I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I'm gonna read uh, read through the comments real quick here. Uh, Ahmed Munir is asking, uh, "You're with Tack in London, if I'm not wrong. I saw it on P Storm's IG story." I was I was with P Storm. I don't think Tack was there. I was with P Storm. Um, I saw him there. He was he was there at the same time. It was sick. Yeah. Uh, what is Jasmine saying I've been to jail 12 times uh, went in on purpose to see my friends I've heard Saudi rap and Kuwaiti just got out uh, he also says uh, I'm trying to keep it PG oh he's responding to Khal Tamimi I'm trying to keep it PG uh, Wajih is saying damn that was crazy uh, I think that was to the footage of the live show uh, Khaled Tamim is also saying, a br- uh, "Freak bro, just want to say I'm so proud of all you've done. It's been a while, but uh, seeing the progress definitely c- uh, come such a long way from Ayam al Hara. Um, and for those that don't know, Ayam al Hara means from the the hood days. Yeah. Ilya uh, Ilya is saying, unfortunately, he is a Liverpool fan. <laughs> <laughs> Nana, we beefed in, in the UK. This guy wanted to go to a to a Manchester United um, sh- um, game, and uh, and I wanted to I wanted to go to a Liverpool game. For for those that might not know, for those that might not know, your uh, Ilya was on the the show earlier talking about uh, music management and stuff, and your relationship with him is uh, is that right? Yes, definitely, and it's more than that, man. Um, I knew Ilya for for a while, like we worked in the same company back in the days. So. And it's like um, it was more. It was a friendship, and then it became so organic to work together. You know, and the same thing where he's good on one thing, and I'm good at one thing, and it was easy thing. It wasn't like very professional. Hey, you know, it's like it was a friendship. We traveled together. We, you know, we went to the to the shows together. It was dope, man. Yeah, I, th- I think it's very important to have uh, to have someone with you along the the ride that that adds shit to. Yeah, to, yeah. To the team. Actually, you need to put people that you need to have people that on the same energy, like yeah. on the same mindset, and uh, it's always a plus. Uh, Judy in the comments is saying Adidas is correct. <laughs> uh, uh, Adi Dassler founded the company. He named it after himself. That's that's a detail I didn't know. Cool. <laughs> um. Uh, uh, Romario is correcting her. Adolf Dassler, isn't it? His brother founded Puma. I, how do you guys know all these details? All right. Um, <laughs> I, I remember Freak ripping up my ticket at Beyonce from Khaled Tamimi. Um, 
Jossam saying, I remember Freak and the Staircase. And Staircases? <laughs> uh, Romario Fernando's in the house. Thank you for tuning in, brother. He says, Freak, bro, you're killing it, not just from a local music perspective. Huge love and respect. Thanks a lot, bro. Uh, Judy saying, definitely looks like a rock star. Uh, Khaled Tamimi saying, Freak, remember uh, um, Meridian Gig and uh, Mariah Cinema? <laughs> bro, of course. Oh, those gigs are crazy, man. It's just, man, crazy. How was how was wow. the scene? Uh, you you weren't to the to the metal shows and stuff, but how was the scene uh, back in the oh, day when metal, you started the metal, the rock show, the, the rap shows? Um, I think the metal scene were way bigger than the hip hop scene way mm-hmm. back then. You know, there was like a million bands. You know, in Abu Dhabi when they when they do battle of the band Abu Dhabi, there's like there's like already fifteen bands, and then when they do one in Dubai, there's already like twenty bands, and the scene was crazy. I love that scene, man. Like, I thought that scene would actually stay the same, you know? Unfortunately, it didn't really keep up. Everyone just um, vanished. Uh, obviously, when they had the, the website called Fried, I don't know if you know Fried. I remember Fried. Fried.com, yeah. And um, that's one of the really, I don't understand how stuff like that didn't last, you know? What I was think that we one? were all that? Joe? His name is Joe? Something? Uh, Joe Akawi, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, man, he was the guy that started the um, idea, man. It, it was really cool. It was a forum where you get to talk about local music. It's such like a simple concept, but no one had done it up until then. And Bro. for some reason, no one has done it since. Yeah. Obviously, they have um, hip hop have the same thing. Like the underground hip hop uh, scene have something called Muntadeyat. You know, it's like forums. Same thing. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, where people diss each other and like have uh, competitions and stuff. And it's been going for ages, you know, like. 15 20 years but it stays underground like these guys don't perform they just do music online and on on forums and that's it you know uh jasm saying the meridian gig is the gig we all got kicked out of because they organized the whole show yet weren't we're not expecting what noise metal makes so everyone was asked to leave right after my band played sorry ahmed is saying that um yeah, yeah. There's there's been uh, there's been ups and downs uh, during during the the music scene in the UAE specifically, but in the Middle East in general. Um, I want to ask you about uh, you. You mentioned you're an, dropping an EP soon. Mm. Yeah, it's been singles so far, right? It's been singles so far, and uh, I always wanted to keep it that way. I felt like um, uh, it just works better, you know. Uh, I didn't think it was the time for me to release something uh, as a compilation, you know. Uh, but now I felt like I just have a lot of tracks, and it's like all of them they kind of have the same kind of feel, same mm-hmm. kind of, and good futures, obviously, from different uh, rappers around the world, you know. So I'm like, why not? Let me just put them all together and call it like, um, to call it an EP, you know. And uh, what what would your advice be, like in general? Because like Matlan Zvengali, uh, my band, we uh, we dropped an album just before everything went to shit, uh, March twentieth. Yeah. Um, uh, and then we realized that if you can't play shows, if you can't do anything about it, there it's gonna be it's gonna be really hard to promote this thing. Definitely. And we had planned uh, to to release a music video for each song on the album. So we have uh, and a month apart. So we have nine months 
worth worth of uh, of kind of content for online and kind of to revive each song a month apart from each other um but the idea of of like not releasing an album and being as uh, as successful and as huge as you are wasn't a concept that would be around like fucking three years ago everyone's like yeah. what's what's your album when's your album dropping yeah so the, Nowadays, the it's not really like that bro there's there's this especially for a local artist i always thought it's it's cool to have one it's cool to have an uh, album or or ep but it just and nowadays people just they don't they don't give you a lot of attention on something unless you're big so you just have to catch them first um bring more followers to your shit and then give them that big package of like content to just for them to digest but for now yeah. it's like let me just throw singles around you know and i felt like it worked more than make them just tell them hey just digest this album by an artist you kind of don't know you don't really know you yeah know? uh it was kind of difficult so even now like i don't i'm not gonna give them 15 10 tracks it's like five four yeah. tracks and i might shoot two two music videos and the rest is just audio you know um i felt for us it's still it's picking up you know it's not really the right time for a huge album but music videos are very important uh in, yeah. and very well done in on on the freak stuff um is that is that you you intentionally went out to to make like good visual art right it wasn't just um yeah, kind of yeah. put together last it's minute like, um, yeah yeah most of us most of the stuff is just me just wanna i edit all my music videos i i edited all of them except uh watha amorto edited that um but most of these uh, music videos are just my equipment you know um my lighting and some of them we rented you know but like a lot of their work me being a producer or or an editor it's just me looking at the whole idea and then make sure it happens you know um and obviously because i because i because i'm into this um i'm in this industry i know i know what to do you know and that gives me a push as an artist a lot of people are like wow your videos are sick i'm like yeah because I, i understand i know what i'm doing i know i color grade my videos i you know i i'm i'll know how to look like it's me yeah. in the video you know, it's like i know how i want myself to look you know it's not um it's not like a back and forth with another editor you know it's like i know it's just i have the final decision to me and myself will decide if this video is dope or not and uh, it's uh, sometimes it's difficult because uh I'm, I'm way judgmental but i just give myself the three days rule you know after i edit it out i just give myself three days if it's still cool i'm i'm releasing it if i mm, kind of feel sus- suspicious about it i might not you know i, I have that three day rule too that's funny yeah 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 um th- th- there's got to be i don't know uh, if you relate to this but you find i like i found i learned shit about myself having to edit videos of myself um music videos might be a little different but especially when i was doing the vlogs and stuff like you you look at you, some shit you said and you're like or or some something you did the mannerism you're like what the, f- what the why the fuck was i doing now what the hell was i thinking yeah <laughs> yeah 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 like, well, that doesn't look cool looking at footage you're like why the like why am why did i look like that you know like and i just get pissed sometimes when I, obviously when i forget um um uh like sometimes i forget my lines and while i'm editing and i can't switch to another footage i'm like why why did i just oh yeah say the line you know like yeah. i know the song and I cut to b-roll 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Put yeah, just put a bit, man. The B-roll is my shit. Just, as soon as I find myself like in a corner, just put a, put a B-roll there. Huh? Um, uh, I'm gonna Jasim asked a question that I'm gonna save uh, for for as the very last question. I got two more things I want to talk to you about before we hit the um, the questions again. Um, I want to talk to you about this uh, uh, LL Cool J. Uh, listening to your song on the Big Hass's Instagram Live and this massive thing that just happened and came out of nowhere, bro. It came, I just woke up to it. Like I woke up and uh, Hass was like, "Yo, check this," you know. And bro, like when a legends listen to your music, it's like it's like it's just a different accomplishment, you know. Like it's just different feel to it, you know. And uh, coming from LL Cool J and what he said about it like he, he he gave me a motivation to stay doing Arabic you know it's like you make sure you use your Arabic language in into music because it gives you that identity obviously I knew that and I'm like yeah I knew that I knew that bro <laughs> that's why I did <laughs> it, it I but um yeah coming coming at coming coming from him is just mind-blowing uh, if you don't mind, I actually want to just play that clip for everyone in the tribe that hasn't seen it already, because I think it's uh, it's one of those uh, one of those, those things that uh, that just you, you don't get to see very often. So let me try and play. He it told here. me I want to hear Arab rappers rap in their own language, and everyone yeah. heard that. Can I hear some now? Just... Do you have anything you can play I... for us? You got any? Arabic? Oh man! Do you have anything? Oh close man! By? I do. See, this is how great you are. I do, actually. I have yeah, a lot, me, but me, I don't want to take let, much let, of your let time. A, let you know? everybody hear some Arabic rap. We want to hear some rap oh. in Arabic. Wow. I'm, I'm shivering right now. Oh, bless you, brother. Okay, uh, you let's too, go. Um, yeah, there's a lot. Okay, so uh, there's this kid called Freak TV, and he is actually Somalian, based right here in the UAE. Um, he does so he's something from Somalia, Ara- and right now he's in... Yeah. Um, United, he's in the Arab, he's in the Emirates right now, but he's from Somalia. Correct. Okay. Correct. Right. Correct. And he he speaks the language of the streets, and it's just incredible. This is how he sounds like. Um, I'll, I'll uh... turn it up more. Turn it up. Will do. Thank you. It's just it's just five five a.m. here. We're 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 obviously oh, fasting. Oh. About no, the don't line. blast it. Don't blast it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Don't be it's all good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, it's all good. I, I'll definitely, um, but man, I just can't believe this. Okay. So there's a lot of amazing, incredible talent. And again, I just want to take the opportunity to say thank you for saying this on my show back in 2012. You actually came on and, and you said, you, you said actually thank you thanked me for welcoming you into our culture. Yes. And I want to take this opportunity to say you've been doing this for a long time. The fact that you're humble enough to thank a small radio host in Saudi Arabia LL Cool J, this, I learned a lot from you, brother. And uh, 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 it's one of my dreams to shake your hand one day. You don't understand. I'm, I'm shivering right now. It is exactly 5.15 a.m. Uh, watching all your stories is a, is a huge inspiration. Um, and I, 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 I salute you, my brother. I swear I, to I God. I salute you, too. You. 
And I want to say shukran, and I want to say just much love to you and much love to all of the, the Saudi artists and all the artists throughout the Middle East that are speaking and rapping in their, na their native languages, speaking in Arabic, speaking in their mother tongue, you know, sharing their art, sharing their stories, send love to them, keep believing in what you believe in, and I just want to encourage you all. And, uh, yo, one day we're going to lock arms, you know what I'm saying? So hearing, hearing and seeing that... It's crazy. Um, obviously, <laughs> I, like I, I, I was, I gave him mad respect for being so humble and uh, sharing from a guy that not only a, a musician, an actor, a successful actor, and um, um, uh, and a rapper. It just, it just gave me the motivation, man. From a guy that just, I didn't even like, like I, I, I still like in the early stages of of of, of his career, you know. Uh, it's crazy, man. Goosebumps. I'm telling you. Like when I, every time I see this, I'm like, wow, that's crazy. I uh, I, I I can't wait to uh, to talk to Beck Hass uh, about it as well because um, he's one of those those um, supporters that puts everyone out in the limelight. If he has an opportunity, he throws someone right there uh, in the limelight with him, and I think it's it's one of the most amazing things to have someone like that in the community. Yeah, Wallah, man. Uh, Hass is just um, crazy. Salaha, man, like everything happens for a reason, man. The reason, the way I met him, um, uh, the first time he came to the country, was like he was just two, three months in the country. And um, he told me, hey, man, um, they told me that you're good in, in the camera. I'm trying to interview Hassan Hajjaj. Can you shoot it? He wasn't even, I don't think he knew I rapped back then. Uh, and then I'm like, yeah, cool, cool. I'll do it. Then the next day I was there. Malika was there. And then Malika was like, oh, freaking big ass. That's 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 a crazy team i was like what really are oh, you know freak yeah. like yeah i know freaking it's just since then and we became like um brothers you know he's he's a method but a big brother you know to me yeah man i i'm i'm super excited to have him on the show i think i think there's a lot to talk about and uh he's, he's doing a lot for for all music all independent music i th i think it it, it it like bleeds over into rock and metal as well um but uh, specifically for for the hip-hop scene is uh, has done a lot. Um, there was uh, there was a question from Justin that we we're gonna get to. Best, uh, uh, do, do you have any favorite local uh, artists? Like your top five right now, top three right now. Uh, that that artists? we can go a local local Middle Eastern yani. Ah, what, bro? Um, it's gonna be a huge list, yani. You know. <laughs> yeah. In a uh, big list, you know. If uh, if if I were to narrow it down to like your your top three, or I don't think I ha I don't think I have a top three, bro. To be honest, like um, from the local artist, but I have a lot of favorites, you know. Mm -hmm. um, from different genres, like um, I like uh, Abri. Um, I was a fan of Abri since the beginning, you know. Uh, the recipe. Um, who else obviously people from um like a lot of saudi rappers like little easy you know um and people in tunis like ala you know like rap you know i'm telling you from different yeah, you gotta, countries you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? yeah like because um it just like they just have crazy sounds coming from everywhere and um obviously like I don't think I have a top three, bro. Like, I have just favorites, like I said, you know? 
Well, that's um, that that just shows that you're involved in the scene. Mm-hmm. You're, you, it's one of those things. Like I, I always ask uh, whenever I ask someone, "What are some of your favorite local artists?" and, and they they name drop like ten. I'm like, that means that means you're involved. That means you're there with them. So I yeah. uh, I really appreciate that. But so, yeah, this is uh, the last question. And thank you so much for your time, dude. We've been uh, we've been kicking I'll it for an hour and a half. Anytime it means the world to me. And um, yeah, I, I can't wait till till this lockdown's over when we actually get to hang out uh, for for, for the first time in a while. Um, Jasim's asking, "Freak, what is your advice to new rappers?" And um, I'm gonna add a little uh, extra to that. What would you have if you can go back in time? What would you tell yourself uh, to Freak just before he dropped Batali? Um. I think it would be. I don't think. Don't think too much. Like, don't think too much. Um, don't think too much. If you released a track now, it doesn't need to be mixed, mastered, and like sounds like a quality song because it doesn't really matter, you know. Um, when people like the song, if it's catchy enough, if it's if it if it hits something, if it comes from a pure place, it will hit people definitely. Because Batali, I don't think he was mixed and ma- I think it was mixed and mastered, but it was in like 10-15 minutes. And they were <laughs> like, yeah, I think it's done. I think it sounds dope. Ah, boom. The whole song finished in like three hours. You know? And um, I, and that again, coming from a metal background, like I when I used to see people, that how they record and, and they just release it until like one of our Slipknot first albums were... Uh, I think it's, it was recording under f- like weird uh, oh, the microphone, feed, live microphones, you know? Feed, meet, kill, repeat, or whatever it's called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, um, uh, for me, the, the advice would be um, to record, pick a camera, give it to your friend, shoot it, release it. Because the more you release, the more you're going to get better. If you keep it in your computer, nothing is going to happen. Like you won't yeah. get the feedback, you won't get the criticism, you won't get yeah. anything, and you won't progress. Because the first agree. song, obviously, it was okay, and then the third one, and the fourth one, and then the experience you get, and you become normal in the video. Like being in front of a video, that's another thing that uh, people people always mistake. Like it's not easy to be comfortable in front of the camera it's not an easy thing because you have you have to start it with your with your career from the beginning because after a while you'd be like oh uh, my music is dope but i look weird in front of the camera you know like you don't want that you want everything to just be from the beginning start vlogging start being engaged obviously i'm not really a, a guy that stays in front of the um, instagram a lot i'm not really in- but i make sure that I have dope content when I release, you know. I might not be con- that consistent, but I try to be. Um, I, when I release something, it needs to be quality, you know. And um, really, I don't want people to think too much because I still have tracks on my desktop that I don't want. Sometimes I don't want to release, but yeah. I just keep fighting myself. A lot of people, when I told them, I sent them Walakilma, they were like, uh, "I don't think that's the song." They were Can like, you imagine? I like, I don't and think that's, that's the, the one. Song. Yeah, and did it break me? Yes. I'm like, what do you mean? Like, what do you mean? That's not the track. Like, I think this is the one. And just believing in yourself, waking up the next day, still trying to shoot it and edit it, knowing some people be like, mm, I don't think, I don't think that's the one. Yeah, you need to have some sort of faith and believe in that content and 
and then when it hits you like see look i should have just went straight away to it from the beginning and i think that's that's my advice would be like don't hesitate to do nothing just upload it bro soundcloud is for free it doesn't need to be on spotify from the beginning and um the more feedback other people are gonna see you you might get connection because um the, the, being in the scene it's easier to explain to people later on like when, when you get when you get gigs you can't be like hey i have songs i want to have this gig but you don't have content online and uh it's it's a difficult thing you know so i think just do just do music and release it man <laughs> time is ticking bro you're getting old man <laughs> <laughs> just release it dude there's this really insane talk uh by I, i've mentioned him a thousand times on this show but uh this guy called jack conti he um uh talks about the funnel that is that is music uh production he says you you don't finish a song you publish a song your job is publishing not finishing uh so you, when you sit on that song for so long and you try to find fine tune the hi-hat and all that shit you're you're wasting time and not publishing it because you're not like if you release i don't know 10 songs one of the two of them will uh, will get picked up one of them is the reason you're uh, you get bumped on that stage or you know that's yeah. the song that actually makes you make it um if you don't release the 10 and you focus on making one the hit it's going to be super hard down the line to justify that you spent instead of releasing 10 you released one yes but really i want to cool i, I want to ask you a question hit me how do you feel like being doing having a metal band in the uae uh, it what, feels what, what, what's what's your what's your um what's your motivation to do it and where you want to reach are, are you are you hitting are you trying to be known in the middle east or are you trying to i mean I, i'm not i'm not going to say uh, uh I, i don't care if anyone likes it obviously it's it's performance at the end of the day it's uh, obviously I, i'd love it to grow as fast as possible as big as yeah. possible um but primarily i the motivation is uh if if it if it like reaches the uh, a person a single person any amount of people uh, that can relate to the song as much as i do um it it freaks me out like that's that's the thing that gets me um i remember from our yeah. first show our, our very first show uh, we put out an ep and then we played a show after that and um I, half that show the, the mic was in the crowd i didn't i barely i barely sang because everyone was singing along and i was like this that's the feeling i want um where people are singing uh things i wrote you know in my bedroom uh, a, a very introverted shit and they're like yo man that song means this to me or actually that shit that song got me through this um that that is the the motivation behind it yeah man i'm telling you yeah exactly yeah, yeah. it's connection it's the connection that gets us man cool bro like i think i really would love to see more metal bands in the scene you know um because just it just adds a lot you know to the to the to the to the community itself you know yeah yeah it does and um i'm trying to i'm trying to uh, i'm got, i got already a lot of uh, a lot of episodes uh, with metal bands and metal musicians on here and i'm trying to get some more because i think and i'm not uh, unmuted looks uh, pretty metal with the with the <laughs> the font but i'm trying to i'm trying to talk to just creatives and and see uh, how we can like you know that saying uh, high tide raises all ships 
Yeah. If we just start the conversation about creativity, start the conversation about the scene, start the conversation about how we could support each other and where everyone's at and stuff like that, just get everyone to, to start working harder uh, at, this, at the same time. Exactly, yeah, yeah, definitely, man, definitely. My dude, um, we're going to read through the comments uh, real quick and then and then uh, we'll call it quits here. Um, Romario saying, yeah, big love to Hass, big love for him, uh, bringing me on as a sound guy time and time again. A shout out to Big Hass. Uh, Carl is also shouting him out. Man, Hass's love for music is uh, his fuel. It's inspiring. Um, absolutely. Uh, can I please introduce uh, a Lebanese pioneer in rap music from Joseph? And he linked us RGB961. Uh, thank you for that, Joseph. I'll, I'll definitely check that out. And we'll keep it in the comments of, uh, of the video. If you guys are listening to the audio or watching this after the live. Um, Mike Angelo is saying this podcast has opened up mad doors for people to chill and possibly collaborate for future hits i love it uh, thank you so much mike uh, jasmine is saying uh freak i was a hater till i saw you hold it down um uh and then mike adds uh, like buster rhymes uh, when he rapped over a sabbath tune <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> i remember that um a big has is uh, in in the house uh salute to all love this convo thank you so much big has and can't wait to have our conversation uh jasim is saying a good idea is adding english subtitles to your vids that's that is a good idea did you ever get that before um yeah that's why i started doing it later you know um <laughs> i did it i did it on a track i did the the will kill my remix when i had two british um uh, mcs on it mm-hmm. i i translated my uh my verse because it was going it was uploaded on a, on link up tv which is a, a uk platform so mm-hmm. it needed that for them to understand But sometimes I get lazy, bro, to really translate. And some of them, when I when I see it in another language, it's so corny, and I'm like, it just it doesn't hit as hard. It doesn't, nah. Obviously, but I need to really like keep doing it. I have to, I have to keep doing subtitles. Definitely a good thing. Like uh, what you have saying, that's the best advice in these times. I've been hearing and reading from so many people these days. Just do it, 100%. What you have. Um, Uh, Joy's uh, is signing out. Thank you so much for tuning in, Joy. Uh, uh, Ahmed Bashiri says, "Sup, guys? Ahmed, you're a little late to the the party, but uh, you can rewatch this after the stream's done." Um, Jasm saying, "I'm about to go uh, blackout. Uh, free Faris, free Alonzo, free DJ Ulcha." Um, <laughs> uh, Ahmed Bundi saying, "If you could do a song with any Arabic rapper in the Middle East, who would you choose?" Last question. Let's let's hit it. I think you just wait for the EP. Wait, wait for ah, it. there we go. Wait there for the go. EP. You'll be surprised. Uh, yeah. There's one more question in there. Uh, what's another genre other than rock that you may get into? From Carlos Ad from Asper Casper. Um, I think it would definitely be. Um, if it's not metal, I'm definitely doing metal. But like, if it's not metal. Um, would you would know. you ever go like electronic dance music? No, never. I don't think I'll ever do electronic dance music. I'll never do. I don't think I'll ever never do techno. But maybe house music. Maybe uh, would I turn it alternative? I don't know. But, um, I don't know, man. Because nowadays it's not even about these things anymore. Yeah, yeah. When it goes viral, they'll call you pop. You know, like, and yeah. you don't have anything about it. Halas, you know. I remember those days when metal music were on charts, and and you can't even call it metal anymore because the guys is like, 
like a bit pop you know a bit soft you know yeah corn so, on trl <laughs> yeah it's crazy man like but i'll definitely do like I, i love i love instruments but so anything that comes with the instrument i'm down to do yeah. all right my dude um habibi man we're, we're ending we're ending with with the idea of just do it so if you guys are, are listening or tuning in live or watching this after the fact uh get out there and and put your oh, shit online really, yeah, just, just release it any use any mic record and upload it that's it really. freak thank you so much my dude for for all your time and uh, and you, everything man. you're doing i'm so super proud and super appreciative of, you, uh, of everything you do for the scene man habibi thanks a lot Adnan, man it was a pleasure to be on the on the podcast yeah. Um, shout out to Freak and shout out to everyone in the tribe that uh, stuck around and everyone that was in the comments asking questions. You guys are absolutely amazing. Um, as always, uh, the, the episode will air, uh, not air, the episode will be available for audio only streaming and uh, will also stay up on Facebook as a as a uh, re- rerun video. Uh, so you guys can watch it if you've missed it and share it if, uh, if you think someone will dig it. Um, and uh, if you want to support the show, uh, you can do by uh, going to Patreon. There's a link in the description uh, to uh, a different number of ways where you can support the show. And um, if you're not into that kind of stuff, just give it a share. And hopefully we, uh, we eliminate this little white, white spot that's at the end of this blue bar and hit our, our 6K goal uh, to grow this tribe. There's also a Discord server uh, where the tribe hangs out, talks a bunch of shit to each other, uh, movies, recommendations, shows. Uh, there's also a DJ uh, kind of uh, FM uh, section on, on the Discord chat where uh, one of us always takes control of, of the music for the day. Um, it's a lot of fun, and I'll, I'll stick that in the description at the end of this video as well if you want to join the tribe on Discord. But anyway, thank you guys so much for, for tuning in. Uh, shout out to everyone in the tribe. And uh, I'll see you guys. I'll see you guys on Saturday because my next guest is Big Hass himself, and I'm very excited for uh, for this conversation. And I think it's um, I think it's going to be a pretty good one. So make sure you tune in. I'll I'll set uh, I'll do that get reminder link that I always do in the in the uh, pre videos the, the the scheduled lives, and uh, I'll see you then. Cheers, guys. Right